0: Thus, you must realize that you have no idea before you can know the idea. We scan across all the frequencies if we want to learn anything new. Let us begin.
1: What has physics done for me lately? Furthermore, the equation E is equal mc squared. We have now
2: acquired a fateful power to alter and to destroy nature.
1: That's like when you're in physics and you got a dream about saying, Oh, this is a physics excursion. Oh. What is it all about? The whole of human history all
0: falls in the dust of one stroke of the nail file. You can't really get to grips with evolution unless
1: you realize uh, what an enormous amount of time.
3: Our own planet is only a tiny
0: part of the vast cosmic tapestry, a starry fabric
2: of worlds yet untold.
4: You tuned into what can only be described as the best radio station on this blue dot we call Planet Earth 4 triples Z.
0: Woohoo, woohoo, woo! Be,
4: be it on your conventional wireless radio, wait for it.
5: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited.
4: <laughs> be it tuned into 102.1 FM digital devices such as DAB or smart speakers, listening via the Community Radio Plus app or streaming us live from our sensational website at 4ZZZ.org. Dot au. And of course, you can always listen back to us or any 4 Z show, for that matter, using the ingenious on-demand feature. Also found at that URL. We also got a podcast these days, which is pretty cool. The show is, of course, no idea, spelt with a K, your weekly dose of science. And joining me today are some of my favourite science communicators. Maya, welcome into the studio. Good morning, Jay.
0: Good morning.
4: Good morning, V. Hello. Good morning, Izzy. Good
0: morning. And
4: streaming live from down south where the Matildas will be playing tonight.
2: Woo! Woo! Uh, oh, We've got
4: <laughs> <laughs> our friendly neighbourhood marine scientist, Peter. That's me. And the master.
1: Good morning, Gabe. Go. Good morning, Max. Would you like to hear what it sounds like if you strap someone up to electrodes, play them rock music and then try to recreate that rock music from their brainwaves? Does it sound like this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, the, what, the,
1: what the fuck Oh Max oh, It's really oh, We got a subscriber Play it again
5: <laughs> <laughs> What you've just heard Is a great example Of our subscriber noise It's a baby harp seal And every time Someone subscribes During this show You'll be able to hear That sweet sweet Squeal <laughs> of joy From a seal From a study From somewhere
1: <laughs> <laughs> Some publication <laughs>
5: Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you, Gabe. Go on. Yes. No,
1: I really thought he'd lost that recording. <laughs> 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 it's a really sad story, too. It's like a distressed seal. Yes, baby it is. seal that's yeah, like yeah. lost a mother mm. or something, and it goes, ah, yeah. and now that's Max plays there. it. And whenever you subscribe over the next two hours, Max will play that. Mm. doesn't matter what's happening. We could be in the middle of the story. We could be in the middle of a song. Max exactly. is going to hit play on that piece. Uh, yep. Yeah, but we'll also have recordings of what it sounds like when you recreate a song from someone's brainwaves coming up. Jay's got that story. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about some sounds that have sort of been recreated from the the hearts of stars and and helped helping people explain why stars twinkle. We've got friend friendly neighbourhood marine science coming up. We've got uh, well, V's in the studio. We've got going to have T in the studio. Max, the whole crew's going to be in the next two hours. Know. Really, wow! Full yeah. t- on. If you're not aware, Radiothon is the biggest week of the year on 4 Z. It's the week where we uh, cry our hearts out on air to try and make enough money to stay on air for the next year. That's uh, right. So if you are wondering what you can do and what Radiothon is while we're talking science and playing music, you can log on to the 4ZZZ.org.au website, look for Radiothon, and subscribe to 4ZZZ. Z.
4: is it? Radio against the
1: machine, the machine Yeah, that's our thing.
4: Radiothon. So I thought, why not?
1: Another! Oh, oh, it, never,
4: it, yo,
0: best <laughs> Seal. Seal. What are you doing? Seal. Max. Seal. Come on, Max. Seal. Come on, Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've delivered for the people. <laughs> are you an in-person person? Do you want to get your subcard and merch as soon as possible? Or do you want to save on the postage? You can subscribe in person or order online and pick up and even meet your favorite announcers. This radiothon receptions open longer than usual, so you can visit our volunteers on Barry Parade every weekday between nine a.m. and six p.m. and on Saturday and Sunday between ten a.m. and two p.m.
4: Tune into Four Triple Z and the show is No Idea with me, Max, J V, Izzy, Peter, Gabe.
0: You got them. Yeah. Nice. And we've
4: also got downstairs. We've got Linda. From the Alphabet Soup Show from Thursday and Chelsea, who also does a new jazz soul show on Zed Digital, and they're waiting for you to ring in them and subscribe. And you can do that by going have we got international listeners, do you think? Yeah, plus six one.
0: Oh no! Seal, 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 seal.
4: You ring us on 7 3252 and Chelsea and Linda are ready to take your call because they said they're a bit bored, but I wouldn't be listening to this show.
5: They, they shouldn't be listening to this show. And you know what? No Idea is such a fun show and we have so much fun. And last year... 38 people subscribed mm, during our show, mm. which is such a testament to how cool we are and how cool this radio station <laughs> is. And how much people- I do, I do, because I think we can do better. I think in the past year, we've been delivering that premium content, that baby seal noise, and I know you guys <laughs> want to hear it more. So we're aiming this year, if we could get 40 subscribers during our show, that would be awesome. But... Also, on uh, No Idea, uh, we love the number 69. We do. Mm. We talk mm-hmm. about it quite often. Mm-hmm. We have stings mm-hmm. about it quite often. Oh, we do. And if we could get to 69 subscribers mm. during our show, this show, mm. I will subscribe at the $500 tier. Yeah, try
0: Damn.
5: So you can force me to spend my money <laughs> and get to listen to a baby harp seal 69 <laughs> times <laughs> in two hours.
3: That's what we're here
5: for. It's what we're here for. For the science.
4: Yeah. Or you can listen to this. Okay. I got a question for you. Yes. Oh the my. latest expedition team on the ISS, <laughs> the International Space expedition. Station. What number expedition do you reckon it is? Thirty. Oh, I thought you'd go for your favourite number.
0: Sixty-nine. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> that was very well timed. Nice, Max. I appreciate it. <laughs>
4: What do you got for escape?
1: Ah, uh, I've got crocodiles that can mm. recognize and respond to the cries of babies. Hops. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> uh, <yeah>. oh, that's <laughs> awful. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So we know
1: already that crocodiles have the ability to respond to distress in the sounds of their prey. They can, apparently they perk up and often head towards the sound, hoping for a quick and easy meal. Mm. So what they wanted to know is, can they respond to creatures that aren't necessarily their natural prey Uh, they chose some pretty disturbing options they went to a facility in morocco called croco park which houses over 300 free roaming nile (laughs) crocodiles
4: they set up
1: speakers inside their enclosure and out of those speakers played recordings of crying baby bonobos crying baby chimps and crying baby humans. Mm. The team found that Tasty. most of the crocs responded to these recordings. They <laughs> oh tended to be more urgent as well when hearing highly stressed cries. To be fair, these are pre-recorded things. These they didn't make babies cry and like. Play it through a microphone mm. into a speaker. These were recordings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> the they're not organic enough. Crocodiles Just imagine a baby on the other side of the
3: glass and they're like, hey, look at that
1: crocodile. Look how it's coming towards you. <laughs> <Right now. laughs> and they seem to be able to pick up like the cries that were more distressed uh, and responded more and more urgently when the cries were more distressed, even though we are not prey species for Nile crocodiles. Uh, and so they think from this, it means that there's probably shared like acoustic characteristics going on between the cries of things that are their normal prey animals and the cries of baby great humans. apes like bonobos okay. and chimps <laughs> and humans. Uh, and they also found that the crocodiles seem to be better at picking up the distress. They did testing in humans as well. The crocodiles seem to pick up how distressed the cries of a baby was Better than humans picked up. <laughs> oh oh now this. So maybe, yeah. maybe
3: crocodiles are mm. just
5: better parents.
1: Yeah, that's
4: right. That'd be humans. great, yeah. Yeah. Here's
3: the thing for all the parents listening: <laughs> <laughs> born,
4: step up your game. Go
3: find yourself a crocodile and just keep it in your house. And I think
1: that's a great idea. And, and the urgency of that crocodile to get to your baby tells you to stress <laughs> the baby. Exactly. It's <laughs> the solution. And if you're at the zoo and the crocs aren't coming out. Uh, if you can get a baby crying, crying. A baby. <laughs> <laughs> did you Did not say that. That was you, Jay. <laughs> if you can get a baby or just record one like these researchers did, and just have the portable cry going with you, you might be able to get that crocodile coming to say hello. Uh, that is my weird science.
5: Could you imagine being at a zoo though and then like someone beside you is like, This sucks and then pulls out a recording of like a baby crying and is like, I'll get him out here, guys. Up to
3: the, like, <laughs> the fucking enclosure. Is this not what Steve <laughs> Irwin did with Bob? That's really <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, else oh, remember no. that newspaper? Oh, Sorry dude. Bob if you're listening, we yes. love you, but like mm. th- it was a thing.
4: When he was feeding that <laughs> yeah, that's right, I remember that one. It's good father. See? Yeah. <laughs> what do you got for us, Peter?
3: All right, so this ones uh, we were talking about this. It's less weird, more very relevant. As everyone knows, the Tillies are playing tonight. I'm kitted Whoa. up already. Mm. I am so fully invested. I cannot tell you how much of my personal well-being relies on this game. Mm. Um, so when I was scrolling through today of all the stories that have been happening in the past week, and I saw this, my heart dropped a little bit. Because it turns out that playing football can increase your risk for- of Parkinson's disease. Mm. Mm. As... We've been seeing in a lot of different sports over the past decade, having head knocks, run-ins with the ground, hitting each other in the head. Basically, if you knock your brain around a bunch, things are going to happen. But some of those things don't happen straight away. So we always know that there's like a lot of concussions, things like that. That is obviously bad for your brain. But things like Parkinson's often come along much later in life. So they don't always get listed as, you know things that happen because of the sport. But now we do actually have research that says that football does increase your risk of Parkinson's. So essentially, they have these risk factors that are needed for early diagnosis. And back in the 1920s, Parkinson's was this huge thing that came about in boxes. They were like, hey, this is something the boxes get. Now, you might remember uh, a very famous person who has Parkinson's is Michael J. Fox, and this is actually his Mm. uh, charity that's been doing this research and trying to find out all these different risk factors for Parkinson's. Um, And yeah, it was a 61 percent increase in tackle football of having Parkinson's. 61 percent increase. Um, Just to point out, this was a study only done on men. Boo. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i know yeah. you know how would women play into it we don't do sports hey um but yeah it's not so much a weird science as a thing that i really want our girls to p- just pay attention to look after your heads, ladies let's make sure we're not smacking them into each other i personally love uh Full contact sports. I think it's really fun. I like it when they get a bit scrappy. But let's just not do anything to our heads, ladies. Let's keep those, keep our brains firmly where they're meant to be, and not rattling around inside your skull. Because that's what I worry about keep when they hit the it.
4: soccer ball with their heads. Like what, how thing, much, right? yeah, mm-hmm. vibrations in happening in the brain headers yeah.
3: you're like meant to be hitting the ball with your head not just the yeah. ball but yeah, they like yeah. jump i don't know if you guys have seen it but when they yeah. jump
0: yeah. at the
3: ball together and they're going at it with their heads and they don't have their arms up to block anything obviously because you're not allowed to touch it with your arms you just like i don't understand how there's not more direct head-on-head clashes
0: mm. Mm.
1: hey we we've
3: that's had another subscriber <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: all right okay that's four yeah <clears throat> that's five okay. five out of 40. For so subscribe and 69, 69 as our stretch goal. Ring Chelsea just, and Linda.
4: Just to piss off Jay. <laughs> 3, Three two five two one triple 5, five. or get on the website. Wait, another hey! one! Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> or get on the website at 4zzz.org.au forward slash support and subscribe for as little as $20 right up to a super sub, which Jay should be doing at the end of the show <laughs> for $500. I've got a bit of this part two. New research from the Institute of Psychiatry, Psychology and Neuroscience at King's College London. QS ranking? Five. 40.
2: That- Damn. Has successfully
4: reversed hearing loss in mice.
2: <laughs> oh, thank God someone's working
3: on that. <laughs> Dude, are you implying that mice don't deserve
0: to
2: hear?
3: Yes. Bro. Think about everything they're missing out. <laughs> they can't hear the baby harp seal noise.
4: <laughs> the research published in Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences used genetic approach to fix deafness in mice with a defective spins-to-gene, restoring their hearing abilities in the low and middle frequency ranges. Researchers say the proof-of-concept study suggests that hearing impairment resulting from reduced gene activity may be reversible. To test their theory, researchers in the study bred mice with an inactive SPINS2 gene. The mice were then provided with a special enzyme at differing ages to activate the gene, after which their hearing improved. The most effective result happened with SPINS2 was activated at a young age, with the positive effects of gene activation becoming less potent the longer the researchers waited to provide the intervention. Professor Karen Steele, Professor of Sensory Function at King's College London and the study's senior author, explains that degenerative diseases such as progressive hearing loss are often believed to be irreversible, but we have shown that at least one type of inner ear dysfunction can be reversed. We used a genetic method to show this reversal as a proof of concept in mice, but the positive results." should encourage research into methods like gene therapy or drugs to reactivate hearing on people with a similar type of hearing loss. Mm. So I reckon it's pretty cool. I've got a hearing, um, I've got a cholesteatoma, which is like a degenerative uh, ear disease which rots away my, the three little bones that connects the drum to the brain type thing. Mm. And the, uh, yeah, so I've, I've been under the uh, knife a few times to um, try and rectify it. You can never rectify it. But yeah, I'm really keen on this genetic sort of therapy, and maybe I can restore my bones one day. That'd be cool. That'd be I
3: terrible. do love so. the
5: phrase, I hope your bones get restored.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by Dr. Steele. Yeah. Coolest name ever. I don't know if anyone else called that. She's like a comic <laughs> book character. <cat. laughs> <laughs> Dr. Steele, I'm here bones.
4: Anyway, it's Radiothon. So, we want some more people subscribing. Mm-hmm. You can call in downstairs to Chelsea or Linda on 07 3252 1 or go to the website at 4zzz.org.au forward slash support. Choose how much you want to pay. Jay wants to pay 500 but we have to get to 69. <laughs> 69 <laughs> subscribers. <laughs> you know, huh? We're at yeah. 10 already. Yeah, 10 no. already. So
5: if we oh, keep it up we'll hit our like goal of 40 mm. which will beat uh-huh. our record from last year. Yeah. But it won't be enough
0: to force me to spend my money. Well, so if you like interrupting us. Just keep subscribing. Just hit us, hit Jay in the middle of his story. Yes. Just, like, we get that seal noise going. We'll be so sick of it by the end, please. Don't like what we're talking about? Too bad. Hit the seal Seal. noise. Hit the seal noise (laughs) if you want us to stop.
3: We all know it's the warm inner glow that people really sub to 4ZZZ for. But to sweeten the deal, some of our good friends have donated some incredible prizes this Radiothon. Choose from over two dozen prizes, including a year of fresh fruit and veg from all my friends, golden tickets to the Triffid, the Tivoli, the Princess Theatre and the Brightside, a five-star cinema's gold card, a Netherworld game cabinet and heaps more. Head to 4ZZZ.org.au to see the full list of prizes and to subscribe and enter the draw.
4: That's right. You tune into Four Triple Z, and the show is no idea with me, Max, DJT, Izzy, VJ, Gabe, and our friendly marine scientist Peter.
3: What yes, do you got for us? Me. Well, as your friendly neighbourhood marine scientist, I thought I would do something very well out of our neighbourhood. Mm. Um, actually, over in WA, and I'm doing this because I, oh. I saw it on TikTok. I'm going to be straight up. I get a lot of marine science content. Yeah, to passion you. Yeah, actually, I'm just going to put it out there. This is the marine science content. So I exactly. <laughs> as possible. Constantly interrupt me with seals. It's what I want uh, in my life right. anyway. Um, okay, so it's a for you page for a reason. So I'm not going to come into this assuming that anyone else saw this content. But it is. it got 4.4 million likes. It's been viewed a lot of times. There's this guy called Brody who lives out in WA. He has a transparent kayak and he sees... Just the coolest things. I'm incredibly jealous. I don't know how he does it. It's like he goes out. He's like the snow white of the ocean. Every time he goes out on his <laughs> kayak, he sees something incredible, like sea snakes and turtles and a turtle eating a sea snake and then an albatross, you know, like just whatever. He just sees everything. And it's, I think me and pretty much every other marine scientist in the country is extremely jealous. But the other day he came across something that I think really put us over the edge. One of the just the strangest things i've ever seen i've never seen this in real life it's an incredibly rare behavior i have sent it to the guys in the studio and we'll pop it up on instagram later if we can or we'll share it it's just a whale tail sticking out of the ocean he just is there a whale attached <laughs> no, there is a whale attached okay, <laughs> oh, okay. From, from the kayak all you can yeah. see is this tail sticking mm. up and you might be thinking like oh that happens all the time they always stick their tails out of the air but it's not moving it's just there It's a little bit floppy and it's just sticking out of the ocean completely still he's just hanging out (laughs) it's (laughs) it's so weird i've never seen anything like it and when i saw the video i was like sorry like is this whale sick does it need help it's like floppy in the same way that you'd like i don't how to explain it it's like how you'd like flop your wrist Mm. but a tail Mm. like their fluke tail and it's the whole thing and there, in the video, there is a calf sort of circling around. So it's a mother and her calf, and it's a really cool video, but it's raised a lot of questions. People are just like, hey, Brody, what is this? And he's like, I don't know, people don't really know. And so then I thought, as a marine scientist, I should look into this, because I don't know either. I've never seen it. Damn, you can't so- do
5: anything without people
3: <laughs> putting you
5: on TikTok. <laughs> <and> trying to
3: <laughs> rip apart your life. You.
5: she's just trying to hang out with her
3: baby. <laughs> and then a bunch of scientists come in and are like why did you do that just like oh my god leave me alone but actually a bunch of scientists haven't really because here's the cool thing we don't really have much documentation on this it's such a rarely seen behavior that it barely even has a name it's been called tail sailing online which is really funny to me because the first thing i think of is just the whale like they're so moving along vertically with its tail up in the air it's a really weird (laughs) visual it's not i mean they kind of do that a little bit but anyway essentially that's one of the names it's been seen in a few different whales humpbacks southern right whales and bowhead whales so far but it really is a mystery i could only find a single study that was focused on this behavior it's from 2003 published in marine mammal science from the university of sao paulo and in part the u.s government which was a little odd but anyway they actually called it a tail up event, which is less specific than <laughs> tail sailing. We've gone tails uh, up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, marine scientists. There's something about us mm. in that we are just not creative. I don't know if you, a <laughs> house, <like. laughs> you. if you guys have ever seen like coral names. A brain coral just looks like a brain. Like uh, th- we have no creativity. Anyway, tail up is the name of uh, the general area of behaviours. It essentially means the whale is vertical with their head down. Um, although it is important to note that in this paper they were only looking at. Whales, thank you, <laughs> with their flukes or tails out of the water. Actually, in part for the seal, I don't know if seals do this behavior either. We should look into that. Anyway, so this paper was observing this in the wintering grounds of humpbacks in Brazil. Now, that is important because we are currently in winter at the moment. Our whales are in their winter grounds, although obviously not in Brazil. Um, mm. They observe the behavior in every social car- class apart from calves. So doesn't matter the sex, doesn't matter like, where it is in life, old, young, they all do it except for calves. It was more common at the end of the season, just, these are just straight facts, we don't have reasoning behind this yet, we're just, these are things we know. Um, and they saw a total of 441 instances of the behavior, but the frequency changed between shore-based to boat-based observing. So there was a difference between how close they were to the whale when they were doing it. And they think it happens between six and 15% of whales, maybe. Again, single study, not repeated. (laughs) Um, Everything's a bit like, eh? Everything I say, put a question mark at the end of it, basically. Um, The event lasted from a few seconds to 12 minutes. 12 minutes of being upside down with your tail in the air. That's Having fun. Odd. <laughs> like, I'm not whale shaming, but I'm whale shaming a little bit because I'm <laughs> really confused as to what this is. Um, it actually went on longer when there was just a single adult and they found that they didn't really like doing it in groups. So, sorry, Jay, it is apparently a little bit embarrassing. This is like a little <laughs> shameful <laughs> behaviour. <laughs> shameful. They don't like doing it in front of others unless <laughs> it's a calf. If it's a calf, that's fine, apparently. Um, yeah, a little weird. So, it's interesting because in Brody's video, hmm. there is a calf and there was in this study they did see one instance of a calf nursing while the mother was tail up and in Brody's video we can see the same thing he actually puts the gopro underwater and you can see the calf nursing with the mother which is crazy so then the question is you know is this a nursing behavior well i mean not they don't the paper didn't really think so because calves can nurse in many other positions it's not like they need to be tail up to be able to nurse so It just seems to be, the paper thinks that it's because the mother spends so long in that position that the calves just kind of have to nurse in whatever position she's in, (laughs) which is hilarious. I kind of imagine the calf being like, Mom, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, it's been 12 minutes already. (laughs) (laughs) They actually uh, think that the position is multifunctional. And one of the things that they think it does is helping them sing. Because they found that one of the most common uh, types of whales to enter tail up was singers so while they were singing they would enter the position and they found that the amplitude of their songs would increase dramatically when in tail up when compared to traveling or resting which is the other things they were doing at the same sort of time and this is fascinating because one of the things in Brody's video that you can hear is them singing I just thought they were singing back and forth because you know mother calf they've got to be doing that a lot Mm. but it was happening during that position so that seems plausible to me I think that's quite interesting And the last idea is to do with thermoregulation. So essentially the fluke or their tail is highly vascular, which means it has a lot of blood moving around it. So sticking it up in the air could be a way of losing or conserving heat, basically just regulating how much heat they have. Sort of like we have with our ears, when our ears get really red. Um, Either way, no matter what this is, it is a crazy interesting phenomenon. i would love to see more research into this i would love to do research in this if anyone's listening you've got Mm. a boat and you've got some whales nearby you're transparent i want to see this a transparent kayak absolutely (laughs) that's Um, on the (laughs) must-have list honestly Uh, it's really uh, getting higher on my list um but i just wanted to let you guys know that this happened and to go view that video because it is honestly one of the coolest behaviors i've seen in a really long time that (laughs) rocks that is so cool
0: that reminds me so much of like have you guys ever done this where you lie on like a bed and you put your arm up and you just like rest it there for no reason. It just feels good. It's just arm like, up. just arm up. You just put your arm up and you just rest it there. I think it's, just, it's that kind of level where it's like, it just feels nice. We should make a TikTok yeah. about that.
4: Yeah. We should feel <laughs> find you
5: shamed. in your most private moment when, you're, when you've already separated yourself because you're feeling ashamed and we should be like, look what this guy's doing. <laughs>
0: look at this
3: weird mom and a weird
5: oh, kid. Oh. What are they doing? <laughs> yeah,
3: shaming.
4: It's Radiothon. Get your subscriptions subscriptions in. What's the theme of this Radiothon? We always have a theme.
5: Radio Against the, the machine. machine.
4: Want to keep us on air? Subscribe to 4ZZZ This Radiothon and support Radio Against the Machine. And you could even win a prize. Head to 4ZZZ.org.au That's right, you're tuning in to 4ZZZ. Thanks, Owen, for that. This show has no idea. It's Max, <laughs> Peter, Gabe... DJT, and Jay.
5: You might finally know all our names by the end of this show, you have to say them so many times.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I know, he keeps looking at his hand.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Counting us up with his fingers.
4: My transparent hand. Okay, what do you got for us, Jay?
5: I have a great story. Oh my god, I love it when the stars align to give me a fantastic story just in time for Radiothon. It's always so much fun. This is a combination of a story published a while ago and some stuff we've done previously and a story that came out just five hours ago. So this is like hot off the press of the science world. (laughs) So a couple of months ago, we covered a story where scientists used fMRI scans Mm. of people's brain activity to read their thoughts. They were able to predict with a fair amount of accuracy which word they were concentrating on, but it was only out of a set list of words programmed by the scientists. Well... If you're into neural eavesdropping, I have great news for you. The science of reading your mind is improving at a breakneck pace. Back in May, a team of researchers from the University of Texas in Austin, QS ranking max.
4: Oh, it's v uh, 69.
5: No, it's
3: 58.
5: Oh. Close enough. Um, got a bunch of participants to lie inside an fMRI machine for at least 16 hours each listening what? to stories for a podcast. <laughs> I know. And if you... That sounds it, like hell. It, <laughs> well, I'm saying, like, if you if you think that being forced to spend 16 hours out of your 24 hours in a day strapped down listening to like tech bros discussing startups, <laughs> if you think that's some kind of like UN level torture, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have good news because it wasn't a tech bro podcast. <laughs> it was a podcast of a radio show, Lord just of the like. Rings it was a radio show just like our (laughs) podcast of our radio show which is available for people to listen to and that sounds way nice like I would I would be strapped down listening to 16 Hours of Us I'd do that sure I would too yeah and I think a lot of people would and if Mm. they would they should subscribe (laughs) 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 I'll bring everything back to that somehow yeah anyways these fMRIs detected changes in blood flow in the brain as a proxy for brain activity. With this data in hand, the scientists were able to match patterns of brain activity to certain words and ideas, and once they knew which brain activity patterns matched the words in the stories, they could use they could work backward, using the brain patterns to predict the words and ideas. So it wasn't perfect, but it's pretty good, um, so when it couldn't get the words directly, it still had a pretty good handle on the gist of what was being heard by the people. So, for example, at one point, the participants were listening to a part in this podcast, which said, I got up from the air mattress and pressed my face against the glass of the bedroom window, expecting to see eyes staring back at me, but instead finding only darkness. And what the model predicted that they all decoded that they heard was I just continued to walk up to the window and open the glass and I stood on my toes and peered out I didn't see anything and looked up again I saw nothing so even though it's not exactly word for word you get that same like you can imagine someone hearing that and like thinking yeah. about that like yeah. um, it's pretty awesome Now, apparently, the Dakotas struggle with pronouns, which is totally Mm. valid and understandable. I think humans do, too. Yeah, like, take your time, figure that out. You know, it's a process that we all have to be involved in. Um, And we're here for you. Um, But Dakotas could also roughly reproduce stories from people's brains as they silently rehearsed a story to themselves. So this is really cool to me, because in the last study that we covered and in this one... um, when when you're kind of like decoding just like something that someone's hearing to me that's not exactly mind reading like they're they're listening to something and then you're like picking up what they're hearing and decoding mm. that but they were able to also decode when the people were just sitting there quietly on their own thinking about the
1: stories um it's like you don't have you don't know what the answer is with that stuff <laughs> yeah you don't, like when you're when you're playing the music you know what the goal is when you're just listening to their brainwaves, you have no idea what the correct answer is.
5: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and they could also get an idea of what people were thinking as they watched silent movies, which is really wild to mm, me. That's um, good. It's exciting because yeah. it meant that the Dakota was not just sort of predicting words, but properly getting at the ideas that are going through people's heads, which is pretty awesome. Um, but things have gone even further recently. Just yesterday, a study was released where scientists were able to pick out not just words or ideas, but songs and music from people's brain activity. And they did this way nicer than they did the last study. So um, instead of being strapped into a giant machine and subjected to podcasts, they got 29 patients who were already in hospital undergoing monitoring for epilepsy, and they just got them to listen to Pink Floyd's The Wall while just like chilling out um, and with electrodes strapped to their heads. Way nicer. Much better experience for everyone, I think. So people's nerve cells responded to hearing the song, and the electrodes on their heads detected the signals, not only those associated with words, but also rhythm, harmony, and other musical aspects. The researchers took that information and developed a computer model to reconstruct the sounds from the brain activity, and they found that they could produce sounds that resemble the song. And because of the magic of radio, a magic you can keep alive by subscribing. Nice. Yeah, I know, right? Um, We can play for you a little bit of Pink Mm -hmm. Floyd and then a little bit of Pink Floyd reconstructed from a person's brain. Gabe, can you hit us up?
1: This first one we're going to play for you is what the goal was. This is what they were trying to hear from them. It's like Pink Floyd going through the same process of like going from, they'd have to make sound waves, turn it into a graph, like a visual graph and then turn it back into sound waves. So this first recording is what it sounds like once you do that. So this is like as good as the brainwave version could be.
0: All all words, just a in the wall.
1: That's like, that's what they're going for. That's the goal. It's not the perfect song, but you know, they had to do processing. This yeah. is what it sounded like from one Person's brain activity with, I think, like thirty electrodes strapped to them.
4: Is this legit? Or? Yeah, it's legit, <laughs> this is legit, dude. This <laughs> is serious.
5: I don't just make up stuff for this show. Also, I wouldn't know how to make that up. <laughs> like, I would have no idea. You have no idea. too much
1: faith in our audio editing abilities. <laughs> <to release. laughs>
5: It's really, 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 really cool. It's so cool. And um, the study highlights... It also showed the scientists which parts of the brain respond to different elements of the music. So activity in one area within the superior temporal gyrus, Mm -hmm. or the STG, located in the lower middle of each side of the brain intensified at the onset of specific sounds, such as when the guitar played. And another area increased and kept its activity up when the vocals were used. And the STG on the right side of the brain, but not the left, seemed to be crucial in decoding music, because when they removed information from that brain area in the computer model, it decreased the accuracy of the song reconstruction. So it's pretty awesome stuff. But for those worried about it, in a study back in May, not in this one, but in the study back in May, they did find, you know, for people worried about, like, privacy and that sort of thing. Uh, who cares right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> they did find that decoders had to be... The decoders had to be trained on people's individual brain activity. Right, so you had to brain. have, like, a computer model that was trained to how your brain Exactly. Thinks. Yeah,
4: to decipher it all, yeah. And totally. people
5: were able to thwart them by simply mm. just, like, not paying attention to what they were listening or, like, thinking about something different. So um, it was pretty I mean, easy in that I sense. Like- but I I do really enjoy, back in May, they, um, sciencenews.org interviewed the uh, lead scientist for that study where they decoded what people were thinking. Um... About, they ask them about uh, privacy and that sort of thing. And they say, We know this could come off as creepy. <laughs> it's weird that we can put people in yeah. a scanner and read out what they're thinking.
4: Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's their it? take. Oh, that's
5: the end that's of the world. That's okay, their great. take on uh, privacy. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Social license tick. <laughs> Don't worry,
5: guys. We think it's weird too. That's kind of weird and creepy, <laughs> eh? It. Anyways, get back in there, 16 hours.
3: <laughs> and that's my story. People who have that stuff, like, yeah. who, who need to have their brainwaves read.
5: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, it's really, really awesome science, and it's fantastic for people who, you know, might, might not be able to communicate um, yeah. um, or have paralysis or other conditions like that, and being able to actually bypass that whole system whatsoever and communicate would be such a game changer. It's really awesome stuff.
1: Keep us on air. Subscribe this Radiothon to support Radio Against the Machine. And you could even win a prize. Oh, you could.
4: That was very... <laughs> uh, <laughs> i was surprised what? it finished so quickly.
0: We can tell.
4: You're tuned to 4 triple Z, and the show is no idea. Your weekly dose of science with me, Max, Jay, Izzy, V, DJT, Gabe, and Peter. I think that's everyone. It's a yeah. big team. All seven of us. <laughs> Job done. Now, if you subscribe during Radiothon, you go into the running for some magnificent prizes. And to subscribe, you can go to our website at 4zzz.org.au forward slash support. Or you can ring downstairs with Linda or Chelsea on 0732521555. You can subscribe. Oh, here we go. We can subscribe for as little as $20 or as much as $500 if you want to become a super sub. Some of the prizes, people. What do we got? Oh, oh they're pretty God. amazing. Everyone
1: gets the the harp seal played <laughs> for them, uh, <laughs> <laughs> demonstrated. Yeah. Uh, you are? can opt in having your name read right out on air too. But then, yeah, prizes. So as you subscribe, you get to choose one prize that you'd like to go into the running for, and then it's like a raffle draw of who gets those prizes. There are a lot of big prizes this year. Yeah. Uh, so like, I think there's going to be. I think the odds are good this year like you're gonna have a good spread of people across different prizes small pools on each prize you've got stuff like uh, well the theme is radio against the machine there's someone who's done custom artwork for a pair of Doc Martens you can win from down shoes custom Doc's Uh, there's Felon's year of beer for up for the grabs uh, obviously for 18 plus only there's another 18 plus for annual an annual sober subscription including 30 cans of soba delivered every month there's a triffid golden ticket another 18 plus one the the golden ticket from triffid they give it that to us every year to give away and it is one of the hot items every single year that golden ticket to the triffid there's the tivoli golden ticket as well they're also long-term supporters of zed that you can go into the running to win the golden ticket for them for 12 months banshee's bar art space golden ticket Uh, Five Star Cinemas Golden Ticket, The Princess Theatre Golden Ticket, Manny's Music Guitar Pack, Store DJ, DJ Pack, The Custom Netherworld Games Cabinet and Goodies. That was a a very hot item last year on... Uh, radiothon and another one this year to win a custom netherworld games cabinet and attached pack of goodies all my friends year of groceries is up for the grabs uh, the bright side golden tickets there den and pearl pro earbuds uh, mbe brisbane cbd business print and ad- address pack there's a four triple z music and merch household pack there's a down shoes homemade pet collar mbe brisbane cbd musicians print pack red octopus custom t-shirt run suitcase re- records vinyl pressing bio uh, big sound Delegate Pass, uh, AS Accounting Services. Under-18s have Downs, Shoes, Doc Martens as well as an option. For, there's so much there's so to, many. to go into the running for. That's
5: fantastic. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay, I know I talk about this every time it comes up, <laughs> but anyone who wins that cinema yeah. ticket is going to meet me in the car park and we're going to battle it out. Because uh, I will keep subscribing. To, maybe that's maybe it's the long game of <laughs> they are getting me to continue subscribing by holding that golden cinema ticket over my head. Like,
0: oh, we've got woo-hoo! one!
1: hey yo. That yeah, hits 20. We subscribe. are halfway to our goal, and we only have
5: 50 minutes left. Oh, my God, yeah. guys. Get on it. Anyone week. who
1: subscribes this week uh, will go into the running to win those prizes. You opt in to whichever one you want to go into the running for. You can... Uh, subscribe for as little as 20 bucks there and then packs that go up for bands at 155 solo artists at 80 bucks a household for 300 business and community groups have an 150 dollar option there's a super sub which jay will do if we manage to hit 69 subs this yes. th- in the next 50 minutes yes uh, and there's a whole bunch of options up there there's concession options full options uh there's options for your pets if you want to get your pet subscribed which comes with a little metal pet tag now which is pretty damn cute uh, but yeah 4 slash support. Anyone who subscribes in the next, or over this week, goes into the running to win all of those prizes that we listed out. Pretty Did You only cool. get the
3: harp seal if you, were, if you subscribe in this, <sighs> this show. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you want that harp seal, You've got
5: 50 minutes. Okay, it's time for the best part of the show. Loosely defined as science, yeah, you already know. Everybody listens to 4-Triple-Z just to hear us talking about what Butters just did. Subscriptions just keep rolling like the tires on a car. But something tells me that our science curators won't go far. But unlike an engine, I will keep you in suspension. We're all here to hear him talk, so let's give him attention. You're not ready for when he starts rapping. Gonna hand that mic to Max and I'm not the talking van stamping
4: that's right, the best Slides part. Lights out, and a win <laughs> <time. laughs> every time. He
0: did it he did it. He did it. And I made yes. the thing. Taste of your own medicine, Max. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay, the artwork this year by George Levi uh, features a car, which I'm trying to show you guys. <laughs> oh
5: my God, Max.
4: What type of car do you reckon it is? That's what oh, I was going to ask. Is it a DeLorean? That's <laughs> <by> <laughs> God. It's not a
0: DeLorean. It's not a DeLorean.
4: It's a it's a it's a it's a Ute. Oh, it it's English. got Jody Flange on the back, on, playing guitar. Anyway, I sort of pride myself that I, I know most cars. And I, <laughs> I think it's a stylized version of a Subaru Brumby. Okay. Have you ever seen a Subaru Brumby? I should have brought that up instead. So
5: yeah, pull a up a photo, Max. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to get in contact up. and find this uh, out.
4: Okay. We'll get into the matter Shane Van SVG, Shane Van Shane
1: as the American commentators like to call him because they can't pronounce any name that isn't two syllables or less.
4: As part of Shane's full-time drive in NASCAR next year, he has to serve his apprenticeship of sorts by driving in some of the lower categories. SVG drove in the truck class, so just think about like utes, on the Indy Oval, so that was pretty cool. He managed to finish 18th. And then on the Sunday, he drove the number 91 NASCAR car, in the Indy road circuit, where he finished an impressive 10th. Clearly, he's got aptitude for driving the NASCAR cars. Can you say that? With fellow supercar driver Brody Kostecki. Kosteki Let's call him the control. It was a debut uh, bu- drive for Brody. He only finished 22nd. So 10th for Shane Van Gisbergen Gisburg- in his second race. So not bad. And, of course, we know he got P1 in Chicago on debut, so it's pretty insane, really. Martia Benotto, do you know who he is?
0: No. Mm -mm.
4: He used to be ex-Ferrari team principal.
5: He used to be ex-Ferrari?
4: He's ex-Ferrari now. Okay. He's now (laughs) been hired by Renault's Alpine F1 team to turn their fortunes around, apparently. The... uh, He's known for his engineering prowess, so hopefully he can turn Renault's F1 team into a formidable force to reckon with. Rumour has it that Alpine is a, is a bit of a shite show at the moment, and uh, so don't expect anything to happen too soon, maybe 2025. Now, Zach Brown, he's McLaren's team principal. He's come out and said, What if there were two Perez's driving for Red Bull? then no one would be complaining about Red Bull's dominance. It just so happens that Max Verstappen and his machine, see how I just... Sh- oh, nice. yes, machine. Yeah,
0: right. Yes, very nice, yeah,
4: Max. Yeah, yeah. Are in an amazing purple patch at the moment. And he's making everyone else look pretty ordinary. But if there is two Perezes of Perez's talent, then the teams would be much more match. Anyway... The uh, helmet, Marco also came out. He's this, sort of the controversial advisor to Red Bull. And he said that Max Verstappen could uh, win the championship driving the Red Bull sister team car, the Alfa <laughs> the same car that Daniel Ricciardo is driving at the moment. So hopefully Daniel can put some points on for the team this year. And finally, the Valtteri Bottas and Roman Grosjean report. In my opinion, Valtteri is arguably the coolest F1 driver getting around. Sporting a mullet and a moustache and having a a side gig selling gin, Bodas is in his special place. He has an option to continue driving for Sauber, which is Alfa Romeo, until the end of 2025, at which stage Aldi will take over the Sauber team and probably let Valtteri go. So sad face there. And meanwhile, Roman Grosjean raced on the weekend in IndyCar, starting from 8th on the grid, the finish... The Phoenix managed to finish. Where do you reckon he finished? Starting from 8th. He's Uh, not having a very good year this
5: year. Oh, 10th. 18th. Damn.
4: New Zealander Scott Dixon won the race, if you want to know. And that is it for a very brief motor wrap this week. Because it is the summer break over it uh, for the F1. So, yeah. Anyone else got anything else to offer? For
0: the motor wrap? No. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh. Pull up the car. I'm
4: trying Let's to see bring the in. car. I'm trying to cut, spell Subaru. How do you spell Subaru? <laughs> <Here we go. laughs> Subaru? Okay, images, here we go. There we go. Damn, so,
0: that's a cool I love car, working on an audio video. So you medium. got this car here. <laughs> it's and, so fun.
4: And then that one.
0: I really like that you pointed to the screen, Max, as yeah. well. For all of our <laughs> listeners, Max just pulled up a photo, <laughs> pointed to the screen and said, this one. <laughs> look up, what is it, a Subaru Brumby?
4: Yes, it's a Subaru Brumby." And then
5: it's- when you look at the 4 Z website while you're subscribing, you yes. can see how accurate Max uh, is. And how can
4: you subscribe, Jay?
5: Well, you can go to the Four Triple Z website,
0: Max.
4: for <laughs> <laughs> 4zz.org.au support. Or, or give you, us a ring. On 07-3252-1555.
0: And Max, who will they listen to? Who will they talk to when they, when uh, I they hope give they, us a ring?
4: I hope Chelsea's still down there and Linda mm-hmm. from Alphabet Soup. Lovely. So, there you go.
0: Set that light off. Get ready for Borlf!
4: Huh? Borlf!
0: BORL!
1: You can't just keep saying that. What's borl?
0: Oh! It's Brisbane's only Repulsive Liquid Film Festival, an icky, sticky retrospective film fest that celebrates the goo, slime, and repulsive viscera of 20th century cinema at New Farm Cinemas from September 21st till October 1st. Get tickets at BORLFF.com. Brought to you by Netherworld's 2 Bit Movie Club, proud sponsors of 4ZZZ.
4: You tuned into 4 Z.
0: Sorry, there's a gross liquid
5: film festival? Yeah. That rocks so hard. I'm going Sorry. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
5: sorry max continue
4: that's all right thanks to austin from Capera for subscribing by the way
2: thanks austin
4: the show is no idea with me max jay v izzy gabe <laughs> and peter and we're going to hear a story from v all
2: right so let me get the story up <laughs> <laughs> we were looking at the repulsive liquid film <laughs> yeah. first of sidetracked <laughs> but anyway the story i've got for you guys today is about the archaeology of beads made from nautilus shells and what they tell us about the shared culture of disparate indigenous populations on the islands of what is now indonesia the beads in question are like pieces of shell cut in a sort of circular shape with two holes drilled through the middle they look like modern day beads and it's thought that these beads were sewn onto clothes and whatnot Now, just yesterday, researchers from ANU and Griffith University published this study in the journal Antiquity. They used advanced microscopic analysis to investigate nautilus shell beads from Makpan Cave on the Indonesian island of Alor. And what they found was that trends in style were shared with at least two other neighboring islands, Timor and Kisar. From this, the team deduced that there must have been shared ornament traditions across the sea in the region, from the Late Ice Age around 12,000 years ago. Recent DNA evidence has shown how people on different Indonesian islands were genetically related, but until now it wasn't really known how culturally similar the populations were. The similarity of the shell's design, along with the skill and effort required to produce them, implies that the practice was a tradition shared between islands indicating frequent interaction across the seas which is really cool and my favorite um discovery from this study was that while the researchers found beads made from nautilus shells they didn't find any nautilus remains in the shellfish feast discard piles this means that Macpan's occupants were collecting nautilus not for food or sustenance, but rather just for the purpose of making beads and i think that's absolutely lovely that's so, that's
3: so sweet so That's ancient yeah. fashion
2: right ancient fashion also, and Nautiluses
3: are super cool if anyone hasn't seen a nautilus before they are like a spirally shell with some tentacles sticking out the end of them and their shells are actually super cool this is a fun marine science fact they have these really um like geometric patterns on them that you don't see on a lot of other shells or you, you do see them on other shells but the in because nautiluses are a part of the cephalopod or like octopuses stuff like that and you don't and see them in that as much in the mollusks and they've got like triangular sort of shapes on them they're really really cool um they actually remind me a lot of like tongan and pacific islander geometric patterns that
4: really cool. super
0: cool that is so cool damn
4: this is <laughs> a no idea subscriber we call it the Radiothon version of our show. Yahoo! So we can subscribe, go to our website, 4zzz.org.au, forward slash support or ring.
5: We've had 20 incredible people subscribe during our show so far. And we're looking to get to 40 because last year we got to 38. And it would be really, really sad if we didn't at least get to 38. Because I would take that personally. <laughs> you don't
0: but that also you says. want to support community radio <laughs> as well, <laughs> oh, but- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah! <laughs> we, yeah we we Look, we yeah. did a run through uh, of the rewards. Uh, there is so uh, much yeah. here to offer. Um, if you subscribe right now, if you've been putting it off, you know, this this week is the week to subscribe. This so. week is the week to subscribe. Right now and is the time
2: to subscribe.
0: Right now. D4J. Do it for Jay. Do, do for it that for that baby seal. Okay, yeah. do it for all of us. Do it for <laughs> it the greater <laughs> good, but also to hear that foggy little sail, s- exactly. sail seal,
4: seal noise. Sail. Tune in to 4ZZZ, the show is No Idea. Your weekly dose of science with Max, JV Izzy, mm. Peter, and the master. Gabe,
1: hey. okay, what do you got for us? I have for you, Max. A story that... Well, I need you to finish a sentence for me. Can you do that? Mm-hmm. Twinkle, twinkle, little... Star. That's
4: the one. Nice.
1: Why do stars <laughs> twinkle, Max? <laughs>
4: <laughs> because the clouds get in the way? I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> because
3: clouds get clouds in the way. Get in the the clouds? <laughs> so Stars don't twinkle on a clear night. <laughs> that makes no sense. No go with that theory.
1: <laughs> Does anyone have any ideas why stars twinkle?
5: I think, well, I think you're going to make us sound stupid yeah. if we try.
4: <laughs> some sort of light I refractive. It the
0: atmosphere. Turn yeah. it on and back off again.
1: <laughs> yeah, part <laughs> it of it is would a be simulation the after atmosphere all. and mm. stuff moving Ooh. through Earth's atmosphere. But the stars do twinkle even if you look at them through space um, and even if you're up close. So even if you don't have an atmosphere in the way, stars still twinkle. Mm. And what some recent research has done is sort of confirm some theories about what physically is going on inside and on the outside of stars to make them twinkle in the sky they are giant balls of heat and light bubbling millions of miles away and here is the basics of what happens inside these stars this is the idea right that we had beforehand that they needed to confirm the idea is that in the heart of a star there is intense pressure really intense pressure uh caused by the massive gravity of a star and that big pressure is so immense that it forces hydrogen atoms together so intensely they they sort of mush into helium atoms but it doesn't quite go which means you get leftover energy and that excess energy then generates heat the heat from all of those hydrogen atoms smashing together and becoming helium is so hot that it causes clumps of plasma to rise up like sort of the lava in a lava lamp or the bubbles surging up through boiling water rising up through the star all of that plasma surging towards the surface of the star generates waves and uh, all of those waves ripple out through the plasma compressing and decompressing the plasma as it decompresses and compresses that plasma the light that the plasma is generating changes and that happens on such a huge scale inside the stars that it changes the light coming off the star based on how you look, where you're looking at it from. So it's this huge process of, of hydrogen atoms and becoming helium atoms, smashing together and becoming helium atoms and generating heat. The heat makes plasma, the plasma causes waves and those waves then ripple out through the plasma itself and change the brightness and dimness of the star. It's like a massive, huge scale process. And what they needed to confirm is if, this is really explaining all of the twinkling we see in stars in the sky, uh, because it's unbelievably difficult to simulate that sort of a process. Think about like how many millions of dollars av- the producers of the recent Avatar movie had to spend on like just simulating realistic-looking water and all of the work that goes into that. Think about scaling that up to a full planet full of plasma that can be millions, billions, trillions the size of Earth, and trying to like simulate the fluid of the plasma and the waves rippling through that. It is an intense, intense process. So
3: we know why they twinkle. I'm so glad we're putting this much effort into this (laughs) Uh science.
1: (laughs) It is a very niche field, wanting to understand why stars twinkle. Uh, But I'm glad there are people doing this stuff. And I'm glad we get to talk about these weird people every week. Uh, But to make it even harder, these waves that, that sort of generate the flow in the stars, they can last for a few weeks. Um, that well, the flows can last a few weeks, the waves themselves can linger on the stars for hundreds of thousands of years. So connecting the timescales and trying to model this is so hard. So the researchers instead got creative uh, and use a different type of wave to try and model what was going on. Because you can't can't get a computer to simulate this stuff. What they did was use sound waves. They realized that the convention, convection-induced wave generation in the core of a star is like a group of musicians in a concert hall. And those musicians playing their instruments produce a sound that gets altered as it bounces around the venue. So they first calculate the unaltered sound of something. And then from there, they can sort of like use the sound waves. They, they played sound waves or mo- simulated sound waves in stars of different sizes, and used that to understand what's going on with the plasma convection waves inside stars. Like they were using sound to figure out how waves act inside massive stars. I'm going to play you now a bit of one of the songs. This is the song that they were trying to replicate and trying to understand how it would ripple out, these sound waves would ripple out through a planet. Which is uh, Gustav Holtz. Uh, jupiter from the planets this is what it sounds like this is what it sounds like through a star 40 times bigger than our own sun was it through a star that was 40 times larger than our sun and then a star that was 15 times louder and they've simulated how the sound waves play out through these stars and oh, from that, that conf- just
0: got us a sub oh, no, don't.
1: Confirmed- <laughs> <laughs> Can we do that our stuff? <laughs> yeah, <it's right. laughs> yeah, I, I can try and put that together for us for next week what that would sound like to a star 40 mm-hmm. times bigger than our sun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it confirmed from this they did confirm that the, these waves that come from the plasma by using the sound waves, they confirmed that that is responsible for a lot of the twinkling we see in stars in the night sky uh, And, and. So your earlier stab at them for not doing research <laughs> that means anything. They had a reason oh. behind doing this. It wasn't just for the nursery rhyme because if you could use computer models to know what internal stuff inside a star generates certain twinkles, you can then reverse engineer that and stare at a star and watch its twinkling and from that understand what's going on internally inside of that star, right? So if you can simulate the internals and know what the twinkles are, you can then look at twinkles in the real sky and figure out what's going on inside that star, which could theoretically help us understand a lot of stuff about how stars form, how stars evolve and how galaxies form.
3: I don't mean to be mean to the scientists. I'm just jealous because they get to look at twinkly stars and I get to look at uh, oceans collapsing. (laughs) It's just a little bit of jealousy.
1: (laughs) Uh, The only problem is that we don't have telescopes that are good enough to get these fine-scale twinkles yet. So as soon as we get those, we'll be able to understand stars using how the way that these convection waves of plasma sort of roll out through them and change how they twinkle until then uh, we're waiting for some better telescopes. That's what I got for you, Max. Coco, apply a spot. That was lovely. If your list of hobbies is looking a bit sketchy lately, perhaps you figure you need to try something more artistic, like life drawing. The Bearded Lady in West End holds life drawing sessions every month on the first and third Tuesday. Doors open at 6 for dinner and drinks, and the session begins at 7, accompanied by live music.
4: Basic materials are provided with your ticket, available at lifedrawingsessions.com.au. The Beardo are proud sponsors of 4 Triple Z. That's right, you're tuned into to 4ZZZ, we just got another subscriber.
5: Oh, yeah. What's the count
4: Whoa. now, Jay? You got any count going on? We
5: are at twenty-four. Oh. Oh. Ten minutes to try and get us <laughs> to our goal. Come on, guys! What's happening? We can today? do it. We can do it. I know that there's some people out there who are just like itching to get on that website and subscribe. And I think you should. Maybe because... this will get. Th- oh, go on.
4: Maybe this will get them over the line. No idea, space. News.
0: And space it did. News. And it did. Hit the button. A-O.
4: Okay, I've got a fire.
0: Yeah, number 25.
4: <laughs> oh, dear. What's going on? <laughs> I need... I know what i got to do. i got to do this. This is so good. Who has it? No, not that.
0: <laughs> 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 that is the stuff you can keep on air Uh, with your money. Uh, (laughs) $60 an hour for shenanigans. Uh, You'll never get this in any corporate radio, baby. It's It's only community radio. Oh, yes!
4: (laughs) This goes out to Owen. He loves hearing this. Uh, Me, too. -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, Ingenuity has flown again.
0: Good on her.
4: How many flights now do you think she's up to? Um, on the planet Mars, it's mini mini chopper on Mars for those unfamiliar. Who
0: won? I
5: lost track the moment I lost that bet. Yeah. No, wait,
3: no. seventy-four.
4: Sixty-nine. Yeah. Well, the last time we spoke about it, it was fifty-two. Okay. Yep. Then flight fifty-three was a bit short, truncated because it had a, some anomaly, but it has flown fifty-four flights. So, oh, good on nice. how cool is that? Oh, very cool. Up to 54. Okay, SLS, the, the rocket that they're building to send so humans s- space? back to the <laughs> Earth. <laughs> what was that? Nothing. Continue.
0: Okay, cars, all, on. On. all right.
4: NASA is working on a new, larger adapter ring. So, this adapter ring sits in between the SLS booster and the Orion spacecraft, and they hope to have fit in a... Around 15 mini sats in there. Last time they sent, they had room for 13, but they only sent 10, and then half of those died on <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> as they were delivered because they ran out of battery and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> anyway, they're hoping to, uh, this, oh, uh, yeah, well, skip all that. Um, anyway. What? <laughs> what? what? what?
0: <laughs> no, what? finish that.
4: I don't know what I was writing here. Anyway.
0: <laughs> Just read it as it says, mate. No, it's all right. No. Let's talk, let's no, talk about I'm Russia. Interested.
4: Let's talk about Russia.
0: Okay. Oh, God.
4: <laughs> They've sent a lunar no. lander to the moon called Luna 25. The last time Russia sent something to the moon was back in 1976. Yesterday, Luna 25 reached the moon and will be in orbit for about four, five to seven days. After that, it will hopefully attempt a landing. It's checking out the lunar south pole, obviously checking for water and all that sort of stuff. The probe is designed to operate for at least one year. Once on the lunar surface, it will analyse rigorless, so it's the moon dust, and search for water ice and conduct experiments about the moon's thin atmosphere. The lander carries eight different instruments, including a laser mass spectrometer and a device that can zap, zap lunar soil samples and examine the resulting fumes to analyse chemical composition. Now, there's a race of sorts. It's a very slow race. But India also wants to land on the moon. But Russia might beat them there. And Israel, they've sent their latest Vikram candidate, and we all know what happened to the last Vikram. Vikram, R.I.P. Yes, hard landing. Mm. Well, the latest candidate is currently in orbit around the moon. India's space agency is waiting until August 23 to make their final descent to the lunar surface. Uh, yeah, so hopefully all software will work properly this time. And it will, I love Jay, when I do a pregnant pause and Jay just looks at me like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and if India managed to land successfully on the, on the lunar surface, how many countries will that be? I know I do this every every, every week.
1: Four, right? Four. Yeah, it'd be yeah. four, yeah.
4: Whoa. So we've got the Americans, got the Russians, we've got China and hopefully India. So we'll find out yeah. around August 23. How many countries have
1: crashed on the moon? That's,
4: that's a better one, isn't it? <laughs> How Japanese crazy? have. At least four, right? Yeah, India. Yeah, the Japanese did yeah. too, so
1: five.
4: countries yeah. have So, yeah. Oh, we've got Izzy nice looking point. it up. From I don't Google. know
3: if it'll
0: be that
5: easy <laughs> to
1: find. <laughs> yeah, no.
4: And there they was like co- to
3: keep a list. There well, was, there's, was,
0: there's not who, there's a what has crashed oh. into the moon mm. yeah Oh. um we, it's not a long it's mm. a short list i think mm. list of space flight related accidents and incidents maybe tough. we can um, do that next
4: week
0: yeah but there's a couple yep you guys were right though russia america um yeah i think it's i think it's like three countries Judging by landed,
4: this, and then Japan landed. Yeah, yeah, Japan sent something and didn't land. Too didn't well. land too well. And India sent something and didn't. We'll land find
0: out well. next week, shall we? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'll bring that to space news. Could you? And we got subscribe confirmation that it was that a Subaru
4: Brumby that is part we'll, of the Zion Five. Yeah, we'll Levi. do an
0: X and we'll we'll yeah. send a Subaru Brumby to the moon, just for
4: SpaceX <laughs> <laughs> style.
0: Yeah, if you subscribe right now yeah, right. for Triple Z, we'll send a Subaru Brumby <laughs> to the moon. So okay. <laughs>
4: Okay, I got some background music. It's time of the show to sign out the it Radiothon the the special. Yeah.
1: Radiothon. If you've just tuned in or you're not across, at Radiothon is the time of year, one week where we ask you repeatedly to subscribe <laughs> to 4 Z uh, because it's what keeps keeps us on air. 4 Z runs on subscriptions uh, from from people like you listening, and that is what what keeps us on air quite literally it's what pays for us to be on air. We're all volunteers in this room. There is a small core of incredibly dedicated staff, uh, upstairs, keeping us, you know, managed and keeping the tech running and doing that stuff. And then everyone you hear on air is doing it voluntarily. And, uh, it's only possible thanks to subscribers subscribing. We've had, I think about 30 odd people subscribe during the show, which 26. is amazing, Thank 26, everyone who subscribed. Uh, And you can, of course, continue subscribing across the rest of this week and when you do because it's Radiothon and because we like to be nice to all the beautiful people who subscribe to us. Some amazing sponsors have have donated incredible gifts that you can go into the running to win. When you subscribe, you go to the subscription thing and you opt into which one you want to go into the raffle for. All of the details of Radiothon, including all those prizes and the different subscriber levels are on the 4 website. It is Radio Against the Machine for our theme this year. Thank you, Max, J, V, T, Izzy, and Peter. It's <laughs> <laughs> easy, isn't it? Yeah. Hey. Hey. Hey.
5: Hey. One final subscriber for the show.
0: Oh,
4: yes! I got my hit it, hit it. I did, I did, but I got, the, it? I got music playing. Oh, oh I'll do this Ooh. then. Here we go.
0: Here we go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey,
0: another <way. laughs> <laughs> <I'm a kid laughs> one! Max! <laughs>
1: Thank you all for subscribing. Thanks to you guys for the show today. We'll be back again next week, of course, 10am to 12pm. Talking science and playing Aussie music for you on the show.
5: Oh, yeah!
3: Oh. Get it, Max!
1: <laughs> I have never been more happy to be interrupted by Max playing something on the computer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. See ya. Peace see out. ya. Right. I'm a goddamn marvel of modern science.
0: science. science, science.